Colon biopsies, especially polyps, are the bread and butter of many practicing pathologists, and issues surrounding these specimens are not uncommon. In this CAPCAST, Dr. Alessandra Voltaggio discusses issues and challenging diagnosis as they pertain to colon polyps. Dr. Voltaggio is teaching a course on this topic at CAP19. Dr. Voltaggio, what are some of the most common challenges practicing pathologists encounter in terms of colon polyps? And how will your course help them approach these challenges? Yeah, colon biopsies are basically the bread and butter for many practicing pathologists, both in academia and private practice, community practice. In this course, we will talk about the classification of serrated polyps, for example, which can be a source of distress for many, especially as we all have experienced those suboptimally oriented specimens. Another example and another common source of anguish among us pathologists is the issue of truth of mucosal invasion versus pseudo-invasion in common polyps. Those are frequent consults that we receive on a daily basis, essentially. We will discuss features that help in the classification of these polyps, while also keeping things real and acknowledging that a small subset of these cases are simply difficult to classify or may be classified differently by multiple observers. What are some of the more exotic diagnoses you will discuss during your course? Yeah, MVPs like, for example, the inflammatory fibroid polyp or ISD, which is a submucosal mesenchymal neoplasm that is more often uh, encountered in the stomach, uh, can sometimes be seen in the colon. And the trick there is that often the biopsy grabs just the superficial aspect of the lesion, which tends to be not very cellular, and it makes the diagnosis a little bit challenging. So we will discuss that oftentimes the first clue is uh, the presence of many eosinophils these biopsies. Another entity that is completely benign but rare is the mucosal Schwann cell hamartoma. They can cause diagnostic anguish to the unfamiliar observer. The good news is that once you see one, you have seen them all. So familiarity with the histology and the immunostaining pattern is key to breathing through these completely benign and inconsequential polyps. Now, through this course, will participants be better prepared to approach common diagnostic pitfalls? Yes, absolutely. An example being the polypoid inverted appendix. These can be or are not infrequently confused with mesenchymal polyps or hamartoma. Uh, to those that are not familiar with the fact that these are sometimes removed via polypectomy by the unsuspecting gastroenterologist. They have characteristic histologic and immunohistochemical features that together with the knowledge of the polypectomy site, which we may or may not have as pathologists, uh, that makes evaluation uh, much easier. Pneumatosis is typically a submucosal or muscularis propria finding. Will pathologists ever encounter this on a mucosal biopsy? Yes, it's rare, but every once in a while we see this. And the key is to be familiar with the subtle giveaways. Many times the first clue is the prominence of eosinophils in the background of bland, short, plump spindle cells. These may be initially confused with mastocytosis, with Langerhans cell histiocytosis, or with GIST, and they can lead to an extensive immunostaining panel if we don't think about the possibility of pneumatosis in these cases. Finally, mucosal prolapse seems like such a basic process to discuss. 
Where is the challenge in that? Well, yes and no. It is benign and inconsequential most of the time. It is not a diagnostic challenge. But believe it or not, I have seen cases where the endoscopist has seen a mucosal abnormality or quote-unquote lesion, and the diagnosis is not being picked up by the reviewing pathologist because the findings can be subtle. But this creates confusion on the part of the endoscopist who saw a lesion. Also, some polypoid cases feature dramatic reactive epithelial changes and may be confused with adenomas. And finally, these polypoid mucosal prolapse polyps can sometimes be difficult to distinguish from Peutz-Jäger's polyps. So we will discuss some features that can help in differentiating these two processes. Thank you, Dr. Voltaggio, for discussing these important issues. Dr. Voltaggio will be teaching a CAP-19 course entitled Colon Polyps from the Mundane to the Exotic, a comprehensive microscopy tutorial. CAP-19 will be held September 19th through the 25th in Orlando, Florida. For more information and to register, please visit capannualmeeting.org. That's capannualmeeting.org. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast, and be sure to listen to our other CAPcasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel at soundcloud.com forward slash pathologist. And we're also now on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes by searching for the word CAPCAST in your iTunes store. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss any new CAPCAST.